The Recap Book Chat duo is here. Time to get our brain cells in gear. And as Betty Smith said, the world is yours for the reading. Welcome to the Recap Book Chat. We're here with our book chat host and Kate Matthews. Hello. We're so glad you're here. And we have Nana. Hello. And we are doing The Puppets of Spellhorst by Kate, Kate Dickamillo. Yes. And this was um, recommended by Tennille. And it was such a good read. Oh, so really good. good. So, so good. So, Titus, why don't you set us up? Tell us what it was about. Well, it was about a wolf, a king, a boy, a girl, and an owl. There were five puppets. Way to remember all five puppets. I'm impressed. So, um, how? Why, what about the name Spell Horse? Where does that come from? Oh, yeah, the, the old Ragged Bone Man. Yeah, the, the Ragged well, Bone Man. It actually came from the old sea captain. Remember, it was his. It was his chest, and he and he bought the puppets at the very first of the chapter, and put every all of them into the chest except which one? The um, he put the uh, girl. He put the girl on the table, right? And then yeah. he cried himself to sleep, and and then he died. died. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the beginning. But it's kind of um, sad. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I, when you read that, I was thinking, when he cried, he died. Yes, that rhymes. When he cried, he died. That was. Um, I gave Jonah this for his birthday, and we started it in Lipscomb, and you finished it in Lipan, which both start with L. Kind of funny. <laughs> but be, before he died, he wrote a letter and put it in with the puppets. That's right. And he, he had no one in his life, kind of like the the book we just read about the red bird. He's like Oswald Campbell. He has no one. And then Titus mentioned the rag and bone man because that's who they sold it to. And who bought the who bought the puppets? Um uh it was uh Uncle George. Yeah, an uncle bought, which is kind of ironic because your uncle is coming to visit today. Isn't that ironic? <laughs> yeah. So now we have to say what I have to ask each one of you: what, which one was your favorite puppet? Mm, I have to say, oh, I have that on my notes. My favorite puppet was the boy. Because I liked the boy because he was very peaceful and. He was grateful because when the bird was carrying him, he was feeling peace, right? Well, he was the boy the one that wanted to go prove himself? Yeah. He wanted to go on an adventure. Yeah. So did you kind of tie him with maybe the old sea captain, the old seaman? Because obviously he wanted to go on an adventure. Yeah. And what about you, Kate? What was your favorite? Which one? Well, it had to be the girl for me, obviously. She was very optimistic. I felt like she was very observant and very grateful. She seemed... She was. 
I had a she quote. saw the sunset or sunrise, anything, she was grateful. What's your quote? My, well, I have two quotes, and they both come from her. One of them goes with what you just said. We are happy together, and that itself is a great thing. Because mm. the boy wants to go off and do a great thing. But she's saying, this is a great thing. And mm. then her other one, when they were fighting, because the wolf has attitude because she thinks her teeth are all that. And she just says, <laughs> they're sharp as a razor. They're this. And they're, you know, just all about uh, pride, you know. And they're arguing. And then the girl says, how will it help us to, to fight with one another? Yes. And I love that. I have a side note on Kate DiCamello. She received, I think Titus just finished uh, in class. Didn't you guys read um, Because of Win Dixie? Yep. Well, when she was sending her book, that was her first one to be published. She got, how many rejection letters do you think she got? A bunch. Just a give me a million. number. No, ten. Num ten? Okay, ten. What about you, Titus? Just a reasonable number. Two million. No. Is that, is that reasonable? <laughs> okay, fine, fine, fine. A hundred. Okay, that's a reasonable one. Yeah, and I, I thought like one hundred. 470. Rejection letters? Yeah. What's a rejection? That means we don't like because of Winn-Dixie. We don't <gasps> like it. And what did she do with those letters? She tacked them on the wall. Wow. She put them all on the wall and then just kept writing and tweaking and sending it in. And then that got her a Newbery. I think that was a Newbery winner. So I thought that 470. Wow. So when you feel like quitting, don't. I just so that was Titus, do you understand that? That like so an author, she was she wrote the book, but you have to get someone to publish it. And so she was saying she was sending it to different publishers saying, Do you want to publish my book? So four hundred times people sent back saying, No, we don't like your book, we don't want to publish it. But she kept trying and going to different publishers. That's what that means. She and said, finally she got it published. Mm -hmm. Yes. And now she could publish her shopping list. A <laughs> <laughs> grocery list could get yes. published. What yeah. what year was um the puppets of spell horse done? I don't have I gave you the book so I don't know. Okay, let me look here. It was done. Oh, very new. 2023. Oh, okay. Wow. It just came out. 2023. And how many stars would you give it? Oh, five. Okay, five good. stars. I, I'll get, I, I'd give it ten out of ten. Okay. Well, if we're great. doing if we're doing five though, out of it's usually one to five stars. Okay. Well, I'd give it a five. five okay. Five. Good. So the wolf has attitude because she is bragging on her teeth. What about the king? He's kind of prideful. There you go. There you go. And then the I, owl. I would. Well, oh. the king too. Going back to the king, it's it's pretty funny because. He wants, he's, he, he reminds me of like a toddler who wants his way is what the king reminds me. He's always, he's always demanding things. And at one point in the story, everyone else is God. So he's, he's left by on himself. The mantle. Yeah. By himself. And yeah, the, the, the uncle gave the puppets to two little girls, his nieces. And one of them takes the wolf and starts pulling out teeth. Yeah, that that was uncalled for. I mean, yeah. but like, although it, the wolf is like this and that about his teeth, I do feel bad that he got his teeth pulled out. And then tosses him out, and a fox picks him up and takes him, and 
that's when the wolf says something that's very sad. It says he's in I, the, I, What do you it, have? You have something? Yep. It is terrible not to be understood. That was what I thought. Yeah. And isn't it terrible not to be understood? Yes, very terrible. That was your favorite quote. Why was that your favorite quote, Titus? Well, it I well, I have to connect with him because I don't get understood a lot. And yes. it just it just feels terrible. Yeah, so sometimes I can totally people, relate to him. Totally. I think it's actually a girl. I think the wolf is actually a girl. Well, oh, yeah, but you think she's a boy, but because you think, you know, a wolf, we think of, but yeah, yeah it does say she, but it doesn't matter. It, it Boy, girl, it's bad to be misunderstood. And no. I think, yes. I think that was a little humility check for the wolf when um, she lost some teeth. Yes. And then the, the boy was kind of prideful of his arrows because at one point he said, well, my arrows are just as sharp as your teeth. He got sucked into it. <laughs> he's not as bad as the wolf but he did say well my mm -hmm. and he lost his arrows at one time and he was picked up by a bird i know so for, uh, go ahead we haven't really talked about the owl either and at one point i it, it is cool um how kind of they have these desires to do things like the like the wolf kind of uh you know would desire to be a real wolf and what that's like and and through the story kind of gets that chance to see what that's like and then the owl of course obviously would wants to be able to fly and at one point it gets the the sensation of flying because the this uh lady's kind of holding it up and the wind's flapping and so i thought that was cool that they had those little things of glimmers those experiences yes yes and i i thought at the beginning when i first read the the first chapter it's explaining the puppets and it doesn't tell you that they are puppets and it said the king's beard was of real hair and i read that over again i said what of course it would be real hair and <laughs> i i read that and then when i read it to to uh, jonah and titus that's what jonah said well of course it's real hair but it's a puppet so it's kind of funny that they're made of real like re he has real hair for his beard there's real fur for the wolf, everything. So they're really highly, high quality puppets. Mm. And, the, and the fact that the seaman wanted to buy just the girl, but didn't get to, because the, the, the shop guy said they're, they're a group because they have a story to tell, which I think that connects with all of us because we all have a story to tell, but we can't yes. tell it alone. Mm, that's good. It, isn't that good? And then I love how everyone has a part in the story. Even, you know, we have our favorite characters, but really it wouldn't be a story without everybody. And oh, so everybody plays a role. And, um, you know, in the story, they do get to actually be in a puppet show, which is great. And, the, you know, the wolf is kind of, uh, you know, the scary character, but that's an important role. We need yeah. that role. Mm -hmm. And so I love how they all come together and they all get to play their role. Well, you know, when, when we have, um, the, I've just read a book and it said we all need to read fairy tales to our children because they tell us about life. Because like you said, there are dangers in life and that would be the wolf. Mm -hmm. And when um, Sheska, the guy that did the true story of the, uh, the true story of the wolf, you know, where he's the, he's the one that was hurt and all that, people expect the wolf to be bad. 
And in that one, he says he was framed. He just was trying to get a cup of sugar. So I thought he was just making it funny. But in life, we do have dangers. And mm-hmm. and you've explained it to me like those people that really kind of, you might say, push your buttons. You say they're shortcuts and they help you <laughs> get. I got, I per- got that from Graham Cook. He says that those, those difficult people in your life, you need to change your perspective on them and view them as a shortcut. They're a shortcut to, uh, for you to get, but you know, to grow in patience or to grow in, uh, whatever it is, they're your shortcut. Grow closer so. to God. You can say, yes. okay, I can't deal with this person, God, I need your help. And then just turn it over to him. But I put that, um, this is the thing I liked about it was the story comes from all these different viewpoints. And I think it would be a great read aloud for everybody uh, like during Christmas break, be a great read aloud because you'd get to do the different voices and uh, might even act out a puppet show. Yes, the voices are fun. We actually did a puppet show. Remember? He did. He was at, uh, as soon as we finished the book, Titus was inspired and immediately went and put on a puppet show. <laughs> really? Well, Titus, that's cool. Good job. Well, I think it tells you, it, it does take us back to a simpler time. We don't know the exact time, but it is in the past, before there were televisions and devices and stuff. Uh, and, and whereas if you watch old movies, like there's always somebody in the room that can play the piano. And so mm-hmm. they start playing and then everybody starts singing and everything. There's always someone who can play a guitar or, you know what I'm saying? So yes. here they're putting on this puppet show. They're entertaining themselves. And I think we've lost that in uh, our digital age. That's true. Titus, I have a question for you. What? what? I feel like the character, I feel like the puppets connect to the humans, the real life characters in the story. Can you, did you see that? Did you, can you connect like which puppet could go possibly go with each person? Yeah. Well, I'll start with the king. I feel like he could go along with the ragged bone man. Because? Oh, because the ragged bone man was kind of, mm, you know, that and that. And the king is just wanty and all that. Kind of like, because the ragged bone man actually sang that song, What You Don't Want Someone Wants, What You Don't Want You Can Give to Me. That song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, it's good. Cool that you remember that song. One man's trash is another man's treasure. I think I might have connected the king with Emma. And maybe. tell us who's Emma. Emma's the little girl who is the one who puts on the puppet show. Okay. She's the one that wrote the puppet show. And the reason I would connect her with the king is because. Through the puppet show, she was kind of the narrator. And at one point, she told the king, um, me and you are in charge. So oh. I felt like she in, connected with the king, wanting to, because she was directing the others, telling them what to do. And that's oh. what the king wanted to do. Wanted to do. What about the boy? Who do you think the boy was, Titus? The boy who connected with them? Yeah, what person connects with the boy? Who wanted I, adventure? I'd probably have to say uh, the maid. The maid? Yeah. Like, she was kind of 
you know. She wanted adventure. Yeah, because she was she was having to work and all that. But when she found the owl, she held him up and all that. I feel like the boy could really connect to the mage. Do you think the boy could connect to the old sea captain? Because he left for adventure. Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. might have forgotten about the sea captain. He he was only in a, a chapter or two. Yeah, but you do get to finally read his letter at the end, which I'm glad because I'm like, what did he write? You know, yeah. that's a mystery that you have to read till the end. And what about the girl? I connected the girl with the the maid, the maid? Jane uh, Jane Twildum, because she. She talks to her quite a bit, and because they both were really the singing, they both loved the singing. Mm -hmm. So, and who would have, who would the um, owl be? I connect the owl with because the owl is wise and mm -hmm. all that. So I'm probably going to have to connect them with. Uh, that one girl, uh, what's her name? Jane. Or the mm -hmm. uncle was smart because he bought the puppets. Okay, I, I'll say um, the uncle. I mean, I'm and just he's, saying. He's the one that held him up. Or it could be the teacher, maybe. What I, teacher? The owl, I had trouble connecting the owl with someone. But it could be the, the other ones I felt like really connected, but... The owl, yeah, could be the uncle, because he was—that was the first puppet he picked up. Was the owl? And if he hadn't been wise enough to see beyond—I mean, most people wouldn't look for a gift for your nieces at a rag and bone man. That's true. <laughs> and the the owl's the one that told the boy, uh, he will regret going off. And yes. I'm, and I'm thinking, you know, sometimes. And then he was surprised. He's like, "Wow, that's good." Yeah. <laughs> Those are pretty wise words. I didn't write down all that he said, but throughout the book, he does have some wisdom that comes from the owl. Who has real feathers and who's allergic to feathers? Is that the wolf that sneezes? The wolf. Yeah. Yes. I thought that was funny. Sneezes. And then, of course, the wolf, you got to connect to the other little girl, Martha, who's the younger sister of Emma, and she's the one that was pulling out the wolf's teeth. So... And the wolf could also symbolize the trouble in life. You know, Ooh, that's a good, yeah, that's yeah. a good symbolism. The burden that life has, like, obviously the seaman made some choices that he regrets or he wouldn't have cried himself to sleep, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, he made some choices, but then it does tell us that we can't go back. We, you, you know, that's you true. can't even, have you ever had a really good day and that day is like perfect and you say, we'll do this again, but you can't do that specific day again mm -hmm. like we had a wonderful thanksgiving and we say well we'll do that again well we won't be able to do that thanksgiving ever again it was just this, true. it's in the books you know you gotta appreciate it and then yeah. move on and not try to yeah emulate it just appreciate. take each day for what it is yes mm -hmm. and i think the old man maybe didn't do that he, he seemed sad he was a sad lonely old man so you start out really sad for him and then the the person he's renting from that lady that finds him she's a sad lady mm -hmm. and her husband is ugly he could be the wolf too 
That's you, true. You know, life is full of challenges. And I think the biggest challenge is, is ourself. Check ourself. What's our attitude? Which that for me connects with the Hobbit. I love, that's my favorite part of the Hobbit before he goes to fight the dragon and it, uh, uh, Tolkien wrote that he said the, the greatest battle was before he even got to the dragon. It was in the, in the cave. He had to battle within himself. Like, okay, whether he was going to continue on or not. And then once he mastered that battle, that was the hardest one. Dealing with the dragon was easier. So so true. Tolkien's a master at that. It was just yes. so amazing. Yeah, and and that's what this is showing you. Look at all these different personalities that we all have within ourselves. We can be snarky. We can be mm -hmm. unappreciative. We can look at the glass half empty, or we can be like the girl who appreciated it and you know said we are happy together, and that itself is a great thing. I said, man, what a good quote. Talk about being quote. humble. She's very humble. We don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to do anything. We can just enjoy our time together. So what was your favorite part, Titus? When they did the play. I really <laughs> think that was pretty cool. That what was, was your, really cool. What was your favorite part of the play? Probably when the boy saved the girl from the wolf. The climax, huh? Yeah. Cool. Did this make you want to get some puppets? I'm not much of a puppet person. I like stuffed animals, you know. Well, your mom, you know that, you know, when we were having the pepper game and we asked the favorite movie and your mom picked um, Sound of Music. Well, I think there's a puppet show in Sound of Music. You remember it? Yeah. Yes, a really good one. But when Titus... When Titus did his puppet, he just used stuffed animals. That was his... Well, you use what you have. Yeah. But, you know, that's the... Didn't you do the uh, Macy's Parade? He was a puppeteer. That's true. And he made those... And he had to problem solve and figure out how to do Macy's Parade for... Because uh, you can't do them like a puppet show because you're not up overhead. So you have them on sticks... And uh, yeah, I, I just kind of think there, there's a whole magic in another world when you when you can use puppets and uh, the sky's the limit because you, you, you know, they had an owl and they was flapping. <laughs> what about you, sis? What's your favorite part? I think my, it would have to be the play, too, because I love that these puppets, they have their own individual dreams. They have their own things that they kind of want but really when they are most fulfilled is when they are together doing what they are created to do when they each are playing a part of the story at the so i love it i love how it came together that the you know the girl and her sister and jane they're all doing this they're putting on the puppet show but the puppets i love that you're getting to hear what the puppets are thinking during the puppet show and they are loving it. They're like getting to step into this role that they're made for. So I, I love how Kate wrote that in um, in great name, by the way. <laughs> but I love how she wrote that. It's just like, you know, it's good to have your individual dreams and stuff, but we are a part of a bigger story that includes other people. And, and mm -hmm. really fulfillment comes when we are 
we're we're doing our part but with others so i love that no man is an island yes well my uh it's in our uh reader collect thing it says would you recommend this book and why and and i and that's kind of what i thought this is also what i learned from it humility is not a small thing those less fixated on themselves are happier and live in the present Mm, that's good. I mean, you could really get a lot. This has a lot of layers. The book does. Oh a lot man! Of layers. And it's it is it's a very small book. It's the chapters are small. It's very easy to read. It's a great read aloud, especially if you don't have a lot of time and you're just like, you know, you want to get one chapter goes by so quick. But man, she is just very gifted, mm-hmm. and I think she works really hard at it too because she. She packs a lot in a little. And what does Shakespeare say? You know, the... Brevity is, is the yeah. soul of wit. Yeah. yeah. So it's not necessarily... I mean, she's not... It's not funny, but it's still... I'm just like the... I, I feel like there is definitely an art um, to saying a lot in a little. And she does a great job of that. 160-ish pages. And yeah, you feel like you have really... You, you met a lot of people. You've had a lot of... And you will identify with one of these characters probably all of them at one point in your life yes well what was your favorite part nana uh i have to go with the play as well because you know well and also i would have been really upset with her if she hadn't have had the letter read because yes. the whole book i'm saying because you know how curious and titus is kind of curious too i'm sure it was bothering him i wanted to know what that letter was what was it yes letter? You know. yes and it was another one that had a rocky start. I really do kind of like those books that you really think, how is she going to pull a winner out of this one? Because <laughs> it was pretty deep and dark at the mm-hmm. beginning. But man, she did. She pulled it out. So She did. So what's something you learned from this book, Titus? That, that it's not always best to be alone. And like when you're when you want to be alone you could still be like some people just want to go off doing stuff on their own right Mm -hmm. yes well if you work together you can accomplish more things because if you had noticed everyone was kind of wanting to go to different spots they were separated but they weren't as good as they were when they were together oh yes Mm -hmm. very good 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 point you know, I think you do need some alone time, but you don't need to be um, all encompassed alone because then mm-hmm. you do get your vision gets kind of like the king's and you think you're all that in a bag of chips. You know? <laughs> and then you have but then I mean, what good is you, he's the king and uh, he can command anything he wants, but that doesn't do any good when there's no one to command. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's why I think Jesus was unusual to everybody and they didn't recognize it. He came as a king and he was a baby, which is Mm -hmm. the most vulnerable any one of us have ever been is when we're a baby. You know, Jesus is a humble king and nobody puts a humble in front of royalty usually. That's true. And this king, he was not humble, but we all come together and it is beautiful. And that's a wrap on the recap book chat. Keep those book lights burning and pages turning, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for dropping by.
Check out the Puppets of Spell Horse. It's a winner. <laughs>